first of all, divorce contagion gives other people permission to divorce. What I mean by that is when you see someone close to you do something a certain way, in a sense, it gives you tacit permission to do it yourself. It's no longer taboo. Is divorce contagious? If your friends divorce, are you more likely to divorce yourself? Dr. Noelle Nelson has the answer, along with how to build your marital immune system. Stay tuned. Are you a marriage expert looking to reach more couples? Now you can get listed on Hitch for just $1. Our listings appear throughout the website right next to the articles that are read by hundreds of thousands of married folks. You get to post a small image, a short description, and most importantly, a link back to your site. Visit hitchedmag.com, click the directory link, and get listed today for just $1. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined with the always fantastic Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker, uh, author, um, and uh, today we're actually going to talk about something uh, we have mentioned in this podcast in the past. We've probably put a blog post up on it. Um, which is a study talking about um, people who are friends of those who are divorced, um, more likely to be divorced themselves kind of a thing. Um, so really what the research um, found was that participants were 75% more likely to, be, to become divorced if a friend is divorced and 33% more likely – to end their marriage if a friend of a friend is divorced. Uh, this is what scientists call social contagion. Uh, it's like divorce is contagious, and you can catch the divorce bug from your friends, uh, even if it's a friend of a friend. Um, so this is kind of scary a little bit. Uh, so if that's true, Noel, what exactly is social, social contagion? Uh, Follow-up to that is, how does it work? And is there anything we can do about it? Uh, I don't really feel like adding risk of getting divorced because somebody in my, my friend's network or family uh, has been divorced already. You know what I mean? No, of course you don't. And, and I agree with you, Steve. It's a, a very scary statistic. So let's start with what social contagion is, okay? Because okay. it's fancy words. But really, all it is, <clears throat> excuse me, is social contagion is the opposite of a social taboo, okay? Because okay. the way society works is that there are what we call social norms, and those are the do's and don'ts of behavior. So the social norms that set what's done and what's not done, not acceptable in society are very powerful. For example, there's a social norm in our society that says, when you're married, you should be totally monogamous, right? Mm -hmm. But there are other societies that have a norm that say, when you're married, your spouse and family should be your primary commitment, but it's okay to have affairs as long as they don't interfere with the smooth running of your marriage and family. That's perfectly acceptable in other societies, not ours. Mm -hmm. So social norms, to boot, change over the years. 
Social contagion is basically how social norms evolve. People start doing things differently. And it's kind of like that old Clairol commercial, you know, and then a friend tells a friend and a friend tells another friend. And so it goes. That's what social contagion is. So really when you when you witness uh, things happening around you where everybody's doing it, you just kind of fall in line to that and it becomes the norm for you? Yeah, and I'll give you a really easy example of that because I've, I've <laughs> noticed it a lot lately is that when I grew up, if you coughed, you put your hand over your mouth. Nowadays, if you cough, you raise your arm so that you're coughing basically into your elbow. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Okay. That's a shift in a social norm. And what you'll notice is that almost everybody is now, when they cough, putting their, their arm up to cough into their elbow. That has evolved. It wasn't the way we, quotes used to do it. And nowhere is it written. In other words, there, there wasn't a law that came down. Uh, it didn't suddenly get taught in schools. It's just society shifting. Okay. So, uh, so that's social contagion. Um, so what is uh, divorce contagion? How does that work? Well, first of all, divorce contagion gives other people permission to divorce. What I mean by that is when you see someone close to you do something a certain way, in a sense, it gives you tacit permission to do it yourself. It's no longer taboo. Once upon a time, the idea of divorce was completely unacceptable. I mean, just unacceptable for no reason under any condition. And then someone did it. And then someone else went, oh, that's feasible. That's doable. I can do it. And so it becomes okay in this particular case that we're talking about to violate the social norm of marriage is forever because that's the actual norm it's it's the way sort of the the unwritten rule goes in our society so when the the stigma of divorce in your immediate um and maybe once removed network um becomes acceptable it 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 makes it more of a viable option for you then because otherwise in in previous you know decades or whatever that might not have been even an, a thought or an option because you know that's not even on the table correct. correct that's a very good way of putting it and the second thing steve is that it lends approval to the new behavior let's say a friend or someone close to us does you know gets divorced and we admire them or we think highly of them then it must be an okay thing for us to do too. I mean, after all, we admire and respect them, so they must know what they're doing. That's why commercials try so hard to get celebrities to endorse their product because many people think highly of celebrity X or Y and think, well, if, it's, if they like it, then it must be an okay thing. Mm-hmm. So in the realm of divorce, divorce becomes not such a bad thing. It actually could be seen sometimes as, good yeah and the idea of divorce that that's where it spreads it spreads from there i you know because i like to relate everything to sports so i will do so mm-hmm. again <laughs> so for all those husbands out there who are uh, hooked on sports center they can relate i like to think of this as um when you have a new coach come into a franchise a team and they talk about changing uh the culture of the team and you know certain things are no longer uh accepted uh they want to make you know we don't hang 
uh, conference banners. We hang, you know, championship banners type deal. Um, or mm-hmm. we don't, we don't tolerate, um, you know, this type of behavior. And, you know, they, they set the rules and then what happens is that then becomes the norm. And then the, where that used to be contagious where, you know, you know, the team captain would come in a couple minutes late, no big deal. So then if they thought, you know, the team captain could come in late or not do the extra workouts or whatever it may be, um, it was okay for everybody else. And then once you start changing that attitude in the locker room, all of a sudden everybody buys into the program and off you go to the, the contagion of the environment. And the reason we we call it contagion as opposed to, you know, uh, uh, a a change, an outright change, is because of the way it spreads. In other words, your sports example is is wonderfully on point. When the team captain comes in a few minutes late, he doesn't announce to everyone, all right, it is now okay to come in a few minutes late. It's one guy that looks at it and goes, oh, all right, and does it. And then, I don't know, a couple of days later, another guy thinks, oh, Okay, and does it so it spreads that way, mm-hmm. which is very different from a a um, an edict, if you will, or a or a, a demand that comes down from on high. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what can we do about it? How can you resist the divorce contagion if you see people who are close to you getting divorced um, left and right? Real simple. Think for yourself. In other words, just because. <laughs> Really, you know, I mean, it's baby basics here, Steve. Just because others are doing something, even if they're near and dear to you, doesn't mean it's something beneficial for you, too. I mean, let's go back to your team captain coming in late. Maybe that isn't the swiftest move for you. You know, maybe you need to to make more points with the coach. And so it's a darn good idea if you keep coming in on time or even early, regardless. So it's called think for yourself. And, you know, it's hard. It really is hard. It is easier to run with the herd Mm. or with whoever you think highly of, whoever you think knows better than you, maybe. That's why, you know, in in high school, remember, everybody wanted to either look like the it girl or be the the it guy. It's because we tend to want to run with the herd. But no one, no one knows better than you what is good for you. Not when you dig deep and you take the time and you make the effort to think through, how is this going to play out in my life? Yeah. Uh, Now, I know some of the statistics show that if you come from divorced parents, you yourself are more likely to be divorced um, later on in your life. Is is there some sort of like deep down type thing going on in a person where they see their parents maybe – uh, growing up, you saw them miserable all the time, um, and then when you see them divorced, they're much happier. And so, therefore, in your brain, you then associate with like marriage or that kind of a commitment as being a negative thing as opposed to a positive thing. Um, I think it's more that if you have divorced parents, there's permission to do that yourself. I don't, I don't think it has that much to do with misery versus not misery because there's been studies that show that often people are not much happier after divorce than they were during the marriage. Yeah. Um, there's a kind of a bounce back factor at the beginning, you know, where there's a kind of a, a high, if you will, at the beginning, which is a freedom thing. 
Um, but there's not that, not necessarily an equation that says once you get out of a lousy marriage, you're happy. Not necessarily. But it does absolutely give permission. It's much like divorce contagion. Yeah. It gives permission to to do that behavior. Yeah, so really Now, what's basically- interesting is that you'll have people that go 180 degrees from that. You'll have people who watch their parents divorce and go, I will never do that. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. It's a, you know what? It's kind of like smoking, yeah. right? Like I know yeah. I know people whose parents smoked growing up and they're just like, "Uh-uh, I will never smoke a cigarette." Right. Because right. they, you know. Uh, but that but that's interesting too because you're right. Uh, a lot of parent like uh, a lot of people, I mean myself included, like I want to please my parents. I'm not ashamed to say that. And so mm-hmm. if I think they would look down upon divorce, I would probably think twice about it. But if they were divorced themselves, um, you know, who are, you know, what pedestal do they have to stand on um, mm-hmm. if if they have done it already? Right. They don't. Yeah. So I think it's more that. I don't, I don't think it's so much the lousy marriage thing. Yeah. Okay. But one thing I want to build up, I want to um, point out, Steve, is that the answer to divorce contagion is very similar to the answer to any kind of contagion in the in the health realm, which is, Build up your marital immune system. Mm. I'm sure you're aware that we, we carry within our bodies the potential for umpteen zillion various diseases and disorders. But it's only once our immune system breaks down that we will um, succumb, if you will, to that disease. So as far as I'm concerned, you've got a marital immune system that is constituted by good communication. We've talked about that and your other experts as well a million times. Appreciation, you know, my personal ballywick, validation of your spouse and all those things. That's really what protects you from divorce contagion is to build up your marital immunity. See to it that your marriage is a strong, happy, healthy place. And then quite frankly, everyone around you could get divorced and would make a damn bit of difference. That's a great point because you're right. You if you if you practice those things, then uh, you will think for yourself because you you yes. you'll have that strength in your relationship. Yes. Um, and I would recommend if anybody um, a good place to start. Obviously, we have tons of information on our website about all this stuff, uh, and you can Google on our we ha- our search is powered by Google, so I just throw that term out there uh, as a as a verb um but you can you can search our site for um any of these things that you're interested in but i want to say that there is a um a section and you'll see it uh teased throughout many of our articles on the 10 commandments of marriage and that actually gives a pretty it's actually 10 separate articles and they each one break down a different thing um and they give a good base for some of this stuff that we're talking about um so and and i know they're it's a pretty popular series, so um, if you're looking for where to start, I think that's a good place to begin. Um, any any final thoughts on this, Noel? I think it's it's much life li- like life in general. The more you think for yourself, the more that you develop for yourself your own base of values, then the less likely you are, the less susceptible you are to what other people are thinking or doing. You can always, and it's a wonderful thing to look at how others are behaving to see if they're doing things you admire or respect. It's wonderful because that's one of the ways that we um, expand ourselves. 
But what, if you see things that you're going, mm, I'm not so sure I like that. Well, go back to your own values. Go back to how you want to be in the world and trust your judgment. Mm-hmm. You got a brain, use it. Yeah. One, one final thing that I wanted to touch on really quick here is, um, the, we talked about friends and family, uh, but another thing is like the work environment. Um, mm-hmm. because I know there are certain careers that have higher divorce rates than others. Um, mm-hmm. and I, well, now that I'm actually bringing it up, I, I then start thinking, well, your coworkers, you would probably in many cases consider a lot of them friends. So that would fall into this category. Uh, mm-hmm. but how, you know, with the whole, um, think for yourself, do all that stuff. Would that help in those scenarios? Because I feel it's easy to say those things, but then when you're sitting around the water cooler and you've got um, eight eight people around you and all of them are bashing their spouses or significant others, uh, what would you recommend in that kind of a situation? Leave the water cooler. Okay. So I mean, just, really, just don't if, engage. If a group of people, yeah, if a group of people, or even just a, if if you're just with a friend and they're bashing their spouse and they're really not problem solving, they're literally just venting and bashing. Change the subject. I mean, n- no one's got a gun to your head. You don't have to stay there and engage in the in the bashing conversation. On the contrary, you can. You don't have to argue with them either. You mm-hmm. can, in a sense, distance yourself from that if it's not a conversation that you want. To have. I mean, we're back to that is what do you want? If you want a healthy, happy marriage, I strongly recommend you think about health and happiness, not garbage. Yeah. Okay. That's a great, that's a great mm-hmm. point. Uh, yeah. well, and I want to, I want to mention something about the professions that seem to have high rates of divorce. Yes. It's, it's, it's really about the, prof- the stress of the profession mm-hmm. that that leads to those high rates of divorce and not um, the types of things we're talking about today. It's not divorce contagion. But it's really, for example, within the police force, yeah. um, there, is, there are very high rates of divorce. And if you look at what the true life of a police officer is, not the one that we see on TV, it is incredibly stressful. Uh, it, it demands that people be on extreme adrenaline alert and then in sort of passive weight mode and it's it's very difficult to be a balanced person and have balanced relationships in that environment you really have to want it and work at it now i i totally agree with you on that um but do you think that the fact that so many police officers do divorce that that makes it easier for the next guy coming up to do the same it certainly makes it easier for him to justify okay because he'll point to the fact that, well, you know, hell, who can stay married and be a police officer or, yeah. or a woman? Same diff. No, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I, I totally get it. Um, I, my, my, my family has, is a long line of firefighters and uh, fire departments the same way, um, mm-hmm. speaking of that stress that you're talking about. And, and I know some of, you know, family, friends type deal through the fire department. I mean, we're talking four or five different marriages for mm-hmm. one single individual. Uh, so I've seen it, um, and and you're right. It is a, a crazy, stressful job. So, yeah. um, all right. This is totally fascinating. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for us this week, though. So thank you so much for your time, Noel. 
Thank you, Steve. It's always a pleasure. Uh, so I want to remind everyone, you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She is also the author of many best-selling books. She has a new one out for the Kindle e-readers, which is uh, you can get the app on pretty much any of your electronic devices. It doesn't have to be a Kindle. Uh, you can get it on your Android or, or iPhone, for example, um, or your tablet, right? Uh, the, the book is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. She she has another business book out that's also fantastic. It's called Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. Uh, if you're looking for something in the relationship vein, check out Your Man is Wonderful. Uh, you can follow Noelle on the social networking sites at drnoellenelson.com or at drnoellenelson on Twitter. She's also on Google+. Uh, you can find her website, noellenelson.com. Uh, it's recently redesigned and really fantastic easy to find all of her books um all of the ways you can reach her it, it's really a, a great site um and of course you can find us uh, all these past episodes all the articles that i brought up at hitchedmag.com uh we of course are also on all the social networks facebook twitter tumblr pinterest google plus instagram um and if you have a question for us let us know we have an email button on our podcast page um and if you like what you hear if you um want to support the show uh you can do so by leaving a little comment or a rating on either iTunes or Stitcher. And essentially what that does is when you give your endorsement, it, it improves how people f- are able to find us when people search for uh, a marriage-related type podcast. So uh, if you are so inclined, um, we would greatly appreciate it and uh, always appreciate so uh one last time noelle i want to thank you so much for your time and i can't wait to do this again soon me too thank you steve all right that's going to do it this week take care everybody the world is ours tonight the world is ours tonight we're on top of the world